Welcome everybody, Good to Go Football. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to continue breaking down the teams and their respective needs. We're starting the AFC this episode. We're going to go with AFC East and the AFC West. We're going to discuss team needs, possible free agency acquisitions, possible drafts. We'll cover their cap situation, so on and so forth. So Greg, why don't we go ahead and kick it off with the AFC East? So my favorite division, obviously, because Buffalo plays in it. It's been tough. It's been a tough division for about 20 years with New England and everything. So we'll start with New England. Yeah. So obviously they won the division again. Imagine that. 12-4 and four last year. Their defense ranked first. Outstanding defense. Their offense ranked 15th. Sliding back. They're sliding back. But they do have $42 million. Yeah. But the big question that everybody wants to know, that everybody's talking about, is Tom Brady coming back? It's tough to decide what they're going to do in free agency or the draft even until we know that answer. Yeah. So I think Monday morning or Monday afternoon for us would be or afternoon for the East morning for us, midday for us. Yeah. We're going to find out a lot going on uh, with what Brady's going to decide to do, or we're going to hear a bunch of rumors, and maybe that'll help us more decide which direction they go. Because if he doesn't come back, there's a hole that they have never even dreamed of having for the last two decades, like I keep mentioning. Yeah. And what do they do? Do they try to trade for an Andy Dalton? Do they try to? Uh, look elsewhere and try to lure one of the other ones that like maybe Bridgewater, maybe Belichick mm. thinks he can make Mariota work. Who knows? Mm. It will be very interesting to see which direction they go. And they also have some defensive players that are could be walking out the door, such as Van Noy and McCourty. It's just there's a lot of questions there. And we mentioned Tooney in the last couple of episodes. Yeah. So there's a lot of um, questions that will, if Brady walks, do they just decide – Maybe for the first time, let's take a reset. Maybe not a full-on rebuild, mm. but maybe try to get younger yeah. and uh, try to build around a newer quarterback. Do they trade up for a quarterback? It's just so many question marks. But uh, possible free agent targets, um, Austin Hooper, maybe. If Brady okay. comes back, I can see them trying to get him a tight end because mm. last year their tight ends were abysmal. Yeah. I think I saw a stat that the three of them combined or the four or five, however many they rolled out there, only had 37 combined catches. Oh, that's, that's a, like, what, five weeks for Gronk. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. So I think if they look at Hooper, if Brady comes back, this all hinges mm-hmm. on Brady coming back. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll see. They could go that, but they could also look at Jimmy Ward um, to fill in on the secondary. We'll, we'll see. Okay. It's, it's just, I keep mentioning it, but one thing I keep thinking is they need to shore up that defensive line again. Could they bring in Jordan Phillips as being a, a troll to the Bills like they, oh, they yeah. tend to do with uh, Stephon Gilmore? That gets thrown in my face every time we play him. Every time I see the Patriots, I see Stephon Gilmore, who's just been amazing for them. And then Chris Hogan was a pretty dang good player for them yeah. as well. So could uh, Belichick continue down that uh, path of poaching Bills players and he could uh, use that as motivation for Phillips saying, Buffalo didn't want you and you can come play for a winner. Mm. We don't know. But um, like I said, a lot will depend on that. Possible draft picks, we had Espinosa going there, and if he's yeah. there for them, I've seen him mocked higher in some drafts. I've seen him mocked lower in some, but I can see him being a dynamic player for that defense, especially losing Flowers last year, and if they do lose Van Noy this year, they could plug in Espinosa. Yeah. So we'll see. But Outlook, um, I still think they'll compete for the division, but I am not going to say they're a lock for that division, and I will get not into anymore. mine a little bit. I'm not trying to be a homer <laughs> here, but I honestly believe, especially if Brady's not back at I, I can see some changes coming in the AFC East for yeah. the first time in a long time. So we will see. But let's uh, move on to Buffalo, my Bills. All right. He's got a big smile on yes. his face. Yes, very excited about this. So <laughs> 10 and 6 last year, uh, very, very good season. They have about $75 million in cap, about 77 if 
the Josh Norman contract, I know the details are starting to come out on that. That just happened this week. Uh, but about 75 to 77 million. Defense was third. Amazing defense. Yeah. Offense, they left some to be desired, 24th. So mm. they, they brought in John Brown last year. I mean, he was a he played well, played great, but I still think they need one of their needs is a dynamic playmaker, mm-hmm. either a big receiver. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear it, but possibly running back, but I don't think they'll go that direction in the first round. But, yes, wide receiver is definitely a big need for this team. Edge rusher is also. I know they got Jerry Hughes. Uh, Trent Murphy is aging. And uh, he actually, they might save money in the long run if they were to cut him. So I know mm. it's not that big of a dead cap hit if they got rid of Trent Murphy. I think they could save almost $8 million. Oh, they have wow. to look a little more into that. But if they got rid of Trent Murphy. Now, do they bring back Shaq Lawson? Shaq Lawson, they drafted him. Rex Ryan drafted him. So he's not a Sean McDermott pick. But yeah. He's performed in the role they wanted him to. Sean McDermott rotates his defensive line, so hmm. they're moving in and out. So he's not that stud defensive lineman because he doesn't have as many opportunities maybe he would on another team. But what is their value and how do they assess that compared to what the rest of the league values? Yeah. That's going to be a big question. And I think they're also going to let Jordan Phillips walk. I think he hmm. priced himself out of Buffalo last year. It was a great story. It was a lot of fun watching him uh, throw up his arms every play, trying to get the fans pumped up. And it was a great story coming from our rival Miami and him coming and pretty much hating on Miami any chance he had. It was a lot of yeah. fun, but I think just the way he played last year was incredible, so I think he might have priced himself out of Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So uh, possible free agent targets, though. Uh, Brashad Perryman. Some people are down on Perryman, but I think he would be – I think McDermott would run with that, uh, hey, you started off uh, – he had some troubles in the uh, in Baltimore, but you improved with Tampa. We're going to turn your career around. He likes those kind of players. He feels like reclamation projects. He can just keep moving forward. And uh, I think Perriman <laughs> would help Allen. He's a bigger body. A lot of our guys are shiftier, littler guys. Cole Beasley. So yes, Cole Beasley. So we need we need a bigger force, a, a bigger target. We covered that last episode too. But possibly in Gakwe, they have the money. They have the seventy-five million. Yeah, it's surprising how much money they have. Yeah. Do do they want to try? Is that is that one of our first targets that we try to throw some money at for the first wow. time in a while? McDermott really hasn't done it. I know the Latulia contract was pretty high up there, but. That's not going to be what Ngakwe wants. Hmm. Now, could they convince him to not go up to as high as $22 million? I don't know. Could they try to uh, flex the weight room, flex the culture that they've been flexing with everybody else uh, and convince him to maybe take a little bit less? But they do play in New York, so the tax is high. Yeah. And then you also play the Jets once a year in New York, so you're playing. And they come to California a lot. And yeah. you, your game check goes off of where you play. So oh, wow. it's tough with that money. I know it's not always going to be that way, but – it might be hard to convince an Ngakwe who could probably take a big hit. You might have to overpay to get him there. Mm. But um, to not beat, a, to beat it up too much, uh, they just signed Josh Norman. They could look for like a Jordan Howard or maybe a Devontae Freeman, mm. an uh, a older running back, uh, not old, old, but yeah. someone to pair with Devin Singletary. I think uh, Devin Singletary will be the bell call, but he's not He's not a 30 to 40 carry kind of running back like mm. we're used to in the past. Uh think he's more of a 20-touch kind of uh, running back, so get some stability. Frank Gore did well at the beginning of the season, but he fell off at the end. So a lot of options there. Uh, possible draft pick uh, at 22, we had, I think it was Jackson. Oh, we had actually Andrew Thomas. Oh, Andrew there. Thomas, yeah. yes, uh, the tackle. Uh, if they could do that at right tackle, that would be great. But I, uh, I keep hearing T. Higgins' name. I keep hearing oh, okay. it. Okay, big T- body wide receiver, yeah. Yep, T. Higgins would be a great receiver, or would be a great plug-and-play kind of receiver for them. It's not. I'm not saying he's going to just quit, or it's just going to happen just like that, but yeah. I think Allen wants a big-bodied player that can move after the ball, move after the catch, mm-hmm. that can stretch the field. They can stretch the field with John Brown, but the size. 
John Brown's going to get beat by a bigger corner. It's just what it is, or a bigger safety. So it's it's just tough. So if they can bring in a T. Higgins-type player, I think that would be a pretty dang good draft pick. Outlook, I think they finally might be a legitimate contender for the division. I think what they're building there, they proved it last year. They won on primetime for the first time that I can remember since I know I was little when they were winning or were going to the Super Bowls. But um, they showed that it's not too big for them right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with what's going on with New England, with the instability, instability there, and with what's going on with the Jets, I feel like the Bills, for the first time that I can say in my adult lifehood, are probably the most stable team in that division. So I'm hoping for some big things. Who knows? But uh, we'll see because they do have a tough schedule next year. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the Jets. So uh, they were 7-9 and nine last year. They have about $50 million in cap. Their mm. defense was ranked 7th. Pretty impressive. It is. But their offense was 32nd. So Again, an offensive coach. Yes. <laughs> Adam Gase was supposed to be the quarterback <laughs> whisperer that came in and saved everything. Yeah. I know Darnold was out with Mono at the beginning of the year. Yep, Mononucleosis. Yeah. So, <laughs> I know he was out at the beginning of the year, so I won't knock him too much on that, but I think it's a big year for Darnold. Oh, um, yes. It's just like it is point. for Allen, I don't want to jump back into Buffalo. I'm not mm-hmm. just pinpointing it on Darnold. I think for the AFC East, uh, it's a big year for two of their quarterbacks. Yeah. So we'll see the direction it goes. But uh, they need an offensive tackle. Mm-hmm. They definitely need to bring one in. I know Jack Conklin, um, they're saying he's probably not going to go to New York, but they should try. They, they should at least try. Yeah. And uh, they need to bring in an edge. So do they go after a Dante Fowler Jr.? For some reason, I think they can just be a New York City kind of guy. It just, yeah, just loves me something yeah. that the Jets would do. Mm-hmm. So, um, Or will they look at Judon from Baltimore? Okay. Um, that could also be something. Yeah. I know they brought in C.J. Mosley the year before, so it's like, right. are they going to continue this Baltimore trend? Those yeah. teams have always had a little bit there, like Bart Scott and stuff like that. That's They've always true, had a yeah. little bit of a mix. I know there's different coaches in everything. Ryan. Yeah, but uh, we'll see where they go with that. And uh, they need to re-sign Robbie Anderson. They need mm. to keep something there for Darnold. Yeah, um, he's a deep threat. Yes, and he's he's fast and he's got some size. Mm-hmm. So if they can keep that there, I, I don't know. Did he price himself? Well, they got money. But will they want to pay him what he wants, or does he want to just go somewhere else? Does he want to be utilized by maybe a better quarterback at the time? So uh, we possible draft pick. We had them taking Uh, Jedrick Wills. Yeah, Jedrick Wills, which if he fell to them, I think they would also be very excited to get that card up there, and that could provide some stability on the line. Um, I've seen Andrew Thomas fly up a little bit in some of the drafts, but you never know. But or they Mm. could just go with Jerry Judy. They could. Mm. They could just say, you know what? Maybe we need that receiver right now. If this is a make or break year for Darnold, we'll figure out protection somehow. As long yeah. as he can get the the ball to a receiver, we need a playmaker. We got Le'Veon Bell. He's really not working out to what we imagined in the past. So maybe Jerry Judy, we're just going to throw the ball a lot more. So their outlook, um, big year mm-hmm. three, like I mentioned, for Darnold. And I think a lot will hinge on that. If their oh, defense yeah. can continue to progress the way it has, they're going to be in games. It's just, can their offense bring it? Yeah. So... We'll move on to Miami, though. So Miami, 5-11 and 11 last year. A lot better than I thought they were going to do. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie. So Flores is doing some good things down there, yeah. the culture. So they have $88 million in cap space. Uh, they ranked 30th on defense and 27th on offense. So even wow. when they, they were built to tank for two or whatever it was yeah. back then, they still didn't even finish last in each category. Mm. But I was hoping their defense would be a little bit higher ranked, but I know they were dealing with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, their team needs, obviously, quarterback. Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's not the answer, obviously. And uh, Josh Rosen, they traded for him, but he's also not working out so far. I, I feel like he is just uh, drawing the short straw each time. It's just he yeah. hasn't had a team around him, and 
They, there might be a case where we never see if Josh Rosen would ever pan out to anything just because of the situation he's been thrown into his first two years. Mm-hmm. And all signs point to them drafting a quarterback right mm-hmm. now. So he's probably not going to get his chance in Miami. And where's he really going to go? There's just too many, too many players out there and too little jobs at the moment. So <laughs> Josh Rosen sadly could be done. And it's, wow. it's just, it is what it is. But they also have needs at O-line. I know last year just you could plug anybody's name in there. Jordan Jenks could have been playing mm-hmm. O-line for them. Craig Pitcher, you wouldn't have known the difference. It's just <laughs> they had nobody really at yeah. O-line. So they, they're always looking to upgrade. And then edge rusher, which possible free agents could be Van Noy. Could he follow Flores mm-hmm. down there? Could Flores say, hey, well, we started in New England. I want to build that down here. Yeah. Whether it happens or not, I don't know. But, I mean, could he be convincing enough to Van Noy? And they can pay him. They got mm-hmm. the money. They got to spend the money. Um, maybe a Vic Beasley. We'll see, uh, Dante Fowler Jr. Like I mentioned with the Jets, I don't Mm. know. You never know. Maybe he just wants to go to Miami and get a fresh start. I mean, it's going to be a younger team. He could be a little bit of a leadership presence there. You never know. Yeah. Um, or could they go for Melvin Gordon? They need running backs as well too. So could they, could they throw the money at Melvin Gordon? Mm. I mean, that could be a sell. They got it. They got to do something. They got to improve that offense somehow, some way. So you never know, but their possible draft pick, we had Herbert going at five to them. Yeah. And then at 18, who did we have going to them there? At 18, we had Austin Jackson, the tackle. Austin Jackson, yes. That would be yeah. – so right there, you're addressing two of your needs, QB and O-line. And then with their 26th pick uh, – Jonathan Taylor, the running back yes, out of Wisconsin. So if they decided not to go look at Melvin Gordon, which who knows if they're going to. We're going to find out a lot next week. Um I think that would be great. It would yeah. be a young player to build with your young quarterback, and they're both dynamic in college, putting them together right from the get starting and uh, just seeing where they could go with that young offense. And Chan yeah. Gailey is an innovator. I know he's an older coach, but um, his offenses seem to perform everywhere he goes, no mm. matter what. Maybe he didn't work out as a head coach, but his offenses seem to be pretty good. So maybe he would love to just build around those two young ones. Yeah, But we'll see. Uh, it'll be a very interesting draft for Miami. They got a lot of draft capital. Do they try to do? I hope for their for their regards that they don't try to package those picks to try to move up. I I don't think Mm. they will. But could they fall in love with two after his pro day and say we need to get to two? We'll see. April ninth. We'll see, and maybe that's a spot for Washington to be like, okay, we can trade back. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how that plays out. They will. They have those three first round picks. They've traded away a lot of good players. Laramie Tunsil. Got a first-round pick for him, and then Minka Fitzpatrick traded him to the Steelers. That's where that other first-round yep, pick Yep, that 18th goes. overall pick. So he kind of he took a page out of John Gruden, Dave Gettleman's handbook there, where he's he's cleaning house, and he's changed the culture down there. But I do see some of those guys fitting in with that culture, Kyle Pinoy. Uh Rosen doesn't seem like a Brian Flores guy to me. No, not at all. So. But with uh, Fitzpatrick, when they first made the trade, I, I was shocked. I thought – you know, you could be going into rebuild, but this guy's still young enough to build around. But yeah, getting the 18th pick, they'll keep moving forward and uh, go from there. But yep, a rebuild is definitely what they're looking at. I would say, yeah. And now uh, that concludes the AFC East. All right, let's jump right into this AFC West, uh, home of the Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. What a year for them, right? Uh, Mahomes went down early on. Uh, Matt Moore came in, filled in pretty nicely for them. And, boy, they just turned it on in those playoff games. So, you know, we talked at length about Patrick Mahomes and the future of this Kansas City franchise going forth. 
And it's it looks bright, of course. You know, you've got Andy Reid, the offensive coach. He's always been a good offensive coach. And it seems like as long as they have Pat Mahomes around, they're going to be in games. They're going to be competitive in their division, and they're going to be a contender in the AFC. They ranked out sixth offensively. Not really a surprise there. Uh, 20th defensively, so good enough, as we saw. Steve Spagnola did a lot of good things there at the Super Bowl. So he's still got it. He's still got a few tricks up his sleeve. Problem is they only have 13 million in cap space. So this has become this is going to be a really big problem. Because you're looking at if Dak is asking for 33, (laughs) (laughs) you you have Patrick Mahomes. I don't know how they're going to pay him. I don't know how they're going to create cap space to make that a possibility. But, you, you know, we see this around the league. A lot of these teams we talked about, I'll use Atlanta, for example, that you covered our last episode. You're paying Matt Ryan, you're paying Julio Jones. Guess what? You don't have any money left to really fill in anywhere else. Pat Holmes is well worth whatever money they give him. So it'll be interesting to see how they do that. But from here on out, they're going to be really strapped for cash, if you will. Team, so, yeah, uh, we kind of covered it last episode, but I mean, he could he could set reset the market as something crazy. Like, oh, what do we for think? 40. forty million? He could. Yeah. He could. Would they tell him no? I yeah. mean, really? If he, Wentz got what thirty three or something? Yeah, or 30, yeah. But if he set it for forty, like, what are they going to say? Oh, walk! They're not going to let him walk. No. They're the twentieth ranked defense, and they still won the Super Bowl. <laughs> no. I mean, he they is can't let him walk. Dynamic. No. So they could save money. Sammy Watkins. This the Sammy oh, Watkins yeah. situation. Does he take the year off? Do they try to just cut them? Mm-hmm. And I know they can save some money there, but that's not going to get you there. So it's going to be very interesting to see what they do yeah. going forward and just trying to figure out how to get that money. Yeah. But hey, it was well worth it, right? They got a Super Bowl out of it. Oh, yeah, so I think far. I think the Dolphins would be happy to have $13 million in, in cap room yet have a Lombardi trophy or another Lombardi trophy, I should say. Um, team needs here, again, anytime you got your franchise quarterback – you got to invest in the offensive line. I feel like the best way to do that is to knock your draft picks out of the park because it's cheaper that way. So they got to go offensive line, uh, defense, you know, just kind of plug guys in there to just sort of keep you in a game. Maybe if you keep a game, I would say 24, 28 points, you got a chance to win any game with that quarterback. So you don't have to do much free agency target. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned, uh, using draft capital on offensive line, but Brian Beluga is a guy who's had some injury history. So I think they can get him on the cheap. So he's, they're going to have to get guys on the cheap uh, with their cap situation. So they can plug him in, hope he stays healthy, provide some depth on the offensive line there. The draft, we drafted um, or mocked LaVisca Chenault there, the wide receiver out of Colorado. It's that run after the catch. You know, he didn't uh, combine very well, did he? But No, he, uh, he looked heavy to me, to be honest, and I know yeah. he was dealing with injury stuff, but he just didn't look right. He didn't look like the player that you watch on tape. Yeah. But uh, that that all predicates on does Sammy walk? Like, if they have mm-hmm. Sammy, they they might as well not go that direction, and they, they might would. as well look line like you were saying, or possibly another young player on defense because they're going to have to pay Mahomes, so they're going to need to just yeah. put young players on there. But Chenault, we had, and and I think they would love to have Chenault. Like yeah. I said, Reed would love that, but we'll see going forward. You could pair with Tyree Kill. It'd be a nice combo. Oh yes. Uh, but I also have uh, the center, um, Cesar Ruiz, out of Michigan. Okay. I think, you know, that's a cheap option there. Provide, you know, give depth. If not, you know, step right in day one and be a starter, either center or guard. Most of the time, the centers that come out can flex to guard and vice versa. So I think that'd be a good draft pick there. 
and it's always wise. Again, invest in your offensive line when you have your um, franchise quarterback. Definitely. Uh, where are we seeing this team going? You know, we kind of talked about that last time. They're going to be in it. They're going to be a contender in the AFC year in, year out. Are they a 20-year franchise or a dynasty? <laughs> I don't think that'll ever be repeated again, but they've they've got the best quarterback in football, period. Uh, next, we'll move into the Raiders here. Boy, I've been really impressed with the turnaround here with this franchise. Yes. John Gruden comes in, changes the culture, trades a bunch of guys away. Uh, in doing so, gets a lot of draft capital. They bring in Mike Mayock, right, off the NFL Network set, <laughs> and he steps right in, and I, I think he did a fantastic job with their draft last year. Change the character. Josh, they did. They definitely changed the character of that locker room. Uh, they ranked 11th on offense. That's pretty good, especially yes. when they're talking about – Moving on from Derek Carr, the 11th is pretty good. Defensively, you're 22nd. So it was keeping them in some games. They were very competitive when you watched them. They had some fire behind their play. They're $56 million under the cap, so they have some wiggle room there. Team needs, for me, it's a defensive line, cornerback, and wide receiver. Free agency, I, I feel like they can grab Damon Harrison. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, just if, if he stays, yeah, if he decides to not retire, <laughs> they could try. Maybe Gruden can convince him. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not to. You never know. I, I think that would be great. I, that would definitely be an upgrade. Just plug him in there and um, help him shore up the run defense. Uh, we mocked Jerry Judy to them, and I think he's a perfect fit with his um, professionalism and route running in that John Gruden offense. So I think that'd be a fantastic fit there to kind of fill that void that they haven't quite filled with the absence of Amari Cooper after trading him away. So Jerry Judy be a good pick there. Where do the Raiders stand going forward? I think this is a tough division, even though you're dealing with a, you know, a kind of a rebuilding a very young Broncos team and a very wishy-washy LA Chargers team and the Kansas City Chiefs. It's tough, but I do see them being competitive. But I think it's going to be a wild card type of competition with the Chiefs. And I will get to the Broncos, but I think it's still a tough division. So I see them being competitive, but they're going to have to compete with the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes year in and year out. And we'll see what they do with Carr because it's up in the air right now. It's just yeah. they're giving him an endorsement this week. As Gruden was all about him today, but is that just smoke? We yeah. you never know. So, uh, Next up are L.A. Chargers here, the team that used to play here in San Diego. $57 million in cap space, so uh, the New Yorker Tom Telesco is doing a decent job there. I feel like he's had a lot of good drafts. I just feel like their ownership – and the way the franchise handles things is not good. Uh, they're ranked 10th offensively and defensively 6th. They have so the talent on they're defense. They're a good team. They have a lot of good players. Did not make the playoffs. They just they just blow every game that they have a lead they in. They lost a I lot mean, of heartbreakers. Close games. They're, they're very creative in how they lose games. <laughs> You're not kidding. You're not kidding. Uh, needs here, offensive line. You know, I think it was a little overhyped talking about how much Philip Rivers is pressure, but that's coming from a Giants fan where we have actual quarterback pressure. But they got to build up that offensive line. I think they've swung and missed on some draft picks as of late. Quarterback is a huge glaring question mark here with Philip Rivers walking in free agency. Um, I also have defensive line and edge. I got it. They got Joey Boza, uh, Mark Ingram, right? They got Derwin James on the back end. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see somebody opposite Joey Boza to take some heat off of him. Maybe somebody can shift inside. 
um, on third down in sort of a NASCAR package. Oh, yeah. I'd really like to see that, to see them keep building up their defense and keep them in games, especially when they're trying to navigate this quarterback situation. Yeah, so they traded for they traded Okun to Carolina for Tri Turner. We'll see if uh, that pays out. I know he was a Pro Bowler, pretty good yeah. guard. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if they swing in trading their tackle for a guard, and uh, hopefully for some consistency there. I know Okun's bounced around the league a little yeah, bit, but uh, him getting traded to Carolina, we'll see if bringing Turner back if that'll help shore up the offense mm-hmm. a little bit, and maybe they see that maybe they go tackle now. You know, you never yeah. know. So. And they just re-signed Austin Eckler. Yes. A, a nice deal. Um, so he's a good running back. They're going to let Melvin uh, Ingram walk, right? Most likely. It's just it's just their MO. Yeah. Uh, free agency, I'd like to see them go tackle. Like you just mentioned here, there's Costanzo. Can you lure him away from Indianapolis? And then Jack Conklin keeps coming up. I'm, I'm kind of anxious to see where he goes because we keep throwing that name around. Yeah. Uh, Clowney, do they splurge there? Can you imagine Clowney, Joey Boza, wow. Melvin Ingram, Dylan James? I haven't Dylan even thought James. of it until right now. That would be insane. I, they got the room right. So, I mean, you just go lights out on defense. And that They're, can lessen the blow if Ingram walks next year too. So that could be. It, true. Yeah, definitely. And also, now going into the draft, we mocked Isaiah Simmons to them. Oof. Can you imagine this defense? Just improve now? that six overall defense. <laughs> Keep moving forward. Yeah, <laughs> They would have a pretty decent defense there. They were six without Derwin James. As you know, he exactly. tore his, I think it was his Achilles or ACL. I can't remember which one without it was. You. So hopefully he comes back and he's the same player. He's he's a rangy safety. He was excellent his rookie year. You bring in Isaiah Simmons. And again, if you put him in the right scheme, he's got to be in the right scheme. You don't want to overload him, have him play in three different positions like he did in college. But he could be all over the field. He could cover Travis Kelsey. Yes. Okay, when they play Kansas City twice a year, that'd be huge to take the heat off of that defense. So I think they go defense here and try and shore up that offensive line in free agency. Where are they headed? It's hard to say without the quarterback yep. position really being solidified. I can't see Tyrod taking them to the playoffs, so they're, they're going to mm-hmm. look somewhere else. I love Tyrod to death, but T-Mobes. it's, it's yeah. tough. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see if they – Obviously, their defense is going to make them competitive, but I don't think it's going to be enough. Now, moving right along here with the Denver Broncos, interesting year last year for them. They drafted Drew Locke in 2019 um, out of Mizzou. This year, they bring in Pat Shermer to become their offensive coordinator, former Giants coach. Really, that's where he shines is in the offensive coordinator position. It'll be very interesting to see. They got $57 million in cap space. They ranked 28th in offense, so really bad. Drew Locke, a lot of people were pretty high on him, the way that he performed at the end of the year. He yeah. did. He, he looked good. He had some pizzazz or moxie, I would say. It's something – It's again, we keep referencing this intangible. Um, it's just something you see in a The player. leadership was there. It, it was. Yeah, he looked like he was having fun out oh, there. Yeah. I heard some commentators say that. 28th in offense. We hope that improves, you know, if you're a Broncos fan. Noah Fant, the tight end position. Really dynamic player there. And then um, Cortland Sutton, the yes. wide receiver, he's going into his third year here, and he was a real weapon. Defense was 12th. Hey, they still got Von Miller. I know they've got um, Harris walking in free agency more than likely. So, of course, they're going to have some gaps there. But they're 12th. I think that's good enough, right? And I think Sherman will get that offense up higher than 28. Again, $57 million in cap for free agency. 
I think they should bolster that offensive line. Uh, Mike Remmers, who played in Minnesota with Pat Shermer and played for the Giants last year, he'd be a really cheap right tackle who kind of came on strong for the Giants last year at the end of the year. Andrew Whitworth, old left tackle, you know, played for Cincinnati for years. Uh, L.A. Rams threw a bunch of money, and he played really good that Super Bowl year. I say they bring him in because Garrett Bowles, that draft pick, has not really played out too yes. well. He, I know he's he just hasn't worked out. He's a he's a penalty machine, so it has not been good there. So they need to shore up that offensive line and protect Drew Locke. That's what it's all about. Draft, we mocked Henry Ruggs to that. Yes, with Sutton and Fant, they could be ready to go. And then yes. Drew Locke would have the weapons he needs. They have running backs, Philip Lindsay. They're set oh, on true, they'd yeah. be set on offensive weapons. Yeah. Well, there was another thing I mentioned. You know, with that cap space, I'd like to see Melvin Gordon there. I know they have Philip Lindsay. I just think he kind of had like a sophomore slump. So what if you throw in a guy like Melvin Gordon there? Because you look at it, Shermer had um, Delvin Cook. They drafted Delvin Cook when he was the offensive coordinator there in Minnesota. So he had a dynamic running back there. And then he had Saquon Barkley. I'd like to see Melvin Gordon in that offense with Noah Fant, Henry Ruggs if they draft him, and then Cortland Sutton. And you compare him with Lindsey, and that would take some of the tread off yeah. the tires for Lindsey. Exactly. It's, it'd be a nice change of pace there. Yeah, they're going to have uh, Bradley Chubb coming back, right? Yes, too. that's going to help him. Yeah, put him opposite of uh, Von Miller. Well, he's yeah. a high-motor guy coming out of NC State. Had exactly. a really good rookie year, unfortunately got hurt. So that'll help their defense improve even more. So that's kind of – my outlook for them is that's kind of an exciting – Young team to watch. I like Nick Vangio. I like his attitude and the kind, the way the players kind of get up for him is what I saw. Um, obviously, the year didn't play out the way they wanted to, but I think they have a bright future. It's going to be a competitive division. They've managed to get younger, and that was yeah. – I know they still got a couple – like Von Miller's not getting any younger, but, I mean, mm-hmm. on offense, like, yes, they shipped out Emmanuel Sanders, but Cortland Sutton just took over seamlessly mm-hmm. and – like if they can add a rugs or a receiver like that, just to that offense and Drew Locke, if he, if he is the real deal there, we'll see this year probably we'll get a little bit of a taste of that. It, it could be fun and yeah. Fant, it, it just and Philip Lindsay's young too, so it's like they have a young core and they've managed to do that, bringing an old old coach, yeah. but they got this yeah. young core. So <laughs> he finally got yeah. his opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, he is old. Um. Well, hey folks, that wraps up our cover of the AFC East and AFC West teams. Tune in next time. We'll be covering the AFC North and the AFC South.